Christorians, welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This episode 65. I'm your host, per usual, Sam Kingman. Joining me is my best friend, co-host Miles J. Miles, what's going on, man? You look the you 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 have a look of disappointment on your face. I know it's an audio-only program, but yet you have such a look of disappointment. Nothing. Uh, I mean. Someone just wasted a significant amount of my time for no good reason, so I found that very frustrating. Uh, see, I edit this show. Uh, I didn't always edit this show. I edit the show now. And what I do works. We came up with <laughs> a, a way to sync this. What we came up with. we I edited with this too. I said we came up with a way for, for us to sync the audio. And it's worked just fine. A true crack house solution. Yeah, a, a, a scuffed but perfectly fine solution. And this, I think this this ultimately highlights the difference between... I don't like, I don't, you know, I want to avoid the use of perfectly in this sentence, please. It was fine. It is acceptable. It's acceptable. This, this highlights the difference between Sam and I. Is that Sam, is that uh, Sam has his nice webcam and his white skin... And his his job is privileged, and and he's he's got his fancy microphone. And meanwhile, I I I'm a simpleton. I'm a simple simple man. All right, I had my bad mic. You got that 88p. I had my bad mic. 88p webcam. I have my shit webcam. And I'm my perfectly adequate, just okay way of syncing the audio when I edit this program in a program I got for free while Sam is using Adobe Audition. Like, I'm, I'm low-tech. I'm a low-tech man. I like to do things real simple. I like to not complicate things. And, and... Now, do you fill, now, do you, so, so, do you do anything to the actual, like, audio tracks? Do you, nor, like, hard limit them and uh, remove the background oh, yeah, noise and normalize them to 3D? Yeah. Okay. So, so, you can still do all that stuff in Audacity. Honestly, the jump between Audacity and Audition is, like, not that Exactly. High. Well, that's the point, like, but. Like, it's not that but, crazy. Like, oh, I'm applying for a lot of jobs right now, and they're always, like. Make sure that you know how to use Adobe Audition, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's literally just the editing fucking program from Premiere, but you can't put any video there. Like, of course I know how to use Audition, but... Yeah, actually, you can put a uh, video in, in... Oh my god, they're the same you can, program! You can use it for, like... Yeah, I mean, okay, you, I mean you, can, you, can, you can't edit the video, but you can throw video, a video yeah, track if you in Audition it, to yeah. edit music. Yeah, to video um in a coherent clean way but yeah sam sam is the is the bourgeois bougie bad and bougie member of the crack house and i'm the thrifty low-tech pirate and anime motherfucker of the crack house you know it's 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 funny you, br you bring this up because i was thinking about this literally seconds before i hopped on the call and we had this whole this whole brouhaha about the syncing of the audio it I was I was thinking to myself about how how much like no I, I, pride is not a good word but how good I feel when people compliment when I hop on calls with people or video calls for whatever and they compliment the quality of the mic and the in the webcam and all this stuff it makes me feel real fucking good and it's only increased over the last year and a half with the pandemic and shit 
because now everybody has to do this stuff. So I'm, I've been prepared for fucking years. Meanwhile, mom can barely get her shit together. Can't get the fucking webcam on her laptop to open up. No one's prepared except Sam, for I'm me. just going to say up front, when you turn 45, you're going to be that guy who buys the curved TV. Motherfucker, I wanted to buy the curved TV when I was like 20, dude. Like, what do you mean when I'm 45, I'm going to want to buy the curved no, but, TV? But here's the thing, you're going to buy the curved TV and you're going to invite people to your house to see it. It's, it's, it's not going to be like, hey, I happen to be here, you know, we're having dinner. Like whatever, right? Yeah, and and you and you say, hey, let's watch a movie. I have a TV that's curved, right? You're gonna be like Miles. Yeah, I just installed my uh, installed a, a curved TV in my in my family room with my surround sound system. Uh, you should really swing by. You know, um, I just I just got the new Snyder film. Uh, we can watch it together <laughs> on my curved television, like. On my curved TV, I just, I keep, I keep, because I would be that guy that if I did have a curved monitor, I would always refer to it as a curved monitor. I would never say anything otherwise. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's like insisting, I, here's the problem. It's like insisting on referring to yourself, to your penis as an uncircumcised penis. Like, it's, it's, it's like making sure that you, like, that you, that everything, and people need to know the details, because, like, Sam and I, presumably, we're both circumcised, because I'm Jewish and you're an American. We just get circumcised here, it's what we yes. do. Fuck you, Europe. Yeah. Uh, they just, they, they, they just, they just do it to us for no good reason. So, like, whenever an American is uncircumcised, they're really fucking proud of that shit. Man, that, that's, that's half their personality right there. It's like... They're they're like those people who who like an underrated game more than overrated game. Like people who are uncircumcised are the Majora's Mask fans of penis havers. The moment you talk to them, man, you know you know up front that they that they're unfucking cut. That they got them uncut gems, dude. Them uncut, them family, uncut family jewels, jewels yeah. bro. <sighs> Miles. What what have you been up to this week? I I've not I've I've not been doing anything like too too crazy. I've been reading some shit, playing some games, but nothing nothing. Yeah, insane. this is gonna be a media e episode until we inevitably get derailed and and end up talking about um, the down the downfall of a uh, Brown's chicken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it's it's never. It, I always throw out something like sexual, and then it ends up turning out that like I talk about the the grease factor of KFC or something. Like it's always. It's always bullshit. <laughs> Sam, I just re I realized this week that I'm officially like a bigger fan of bullshit than I am art. Like, I, I talk this big game about how, I how I'm a big fan of art. I love art. I love great art. I love great anime that heals the soul, all these things. You know, I love a great, nice artistic game. But like, when I actually sit down and watch something... I'm probably more likely to fucking despise, like, something that is artistically done than I am to love bullshit. And, like, I truly think the best example of that is that we fucking both sat down for Space Jam, a new legacy. Jam 2. And like I, it, I, yeah. I would say loved, I loved that movie. Like... I had a really yeah, great time. Yeah, I had a great time. I had a really great time. Love's a bit of a strong word. 
Uh, I don't know if I I would say I love that movie, but I walked away pretty pretty happy. Like I was, I had a lot of big smile no, on my I, face. I had a big when smile too, it, and that's so. why I say I loved it. Like so, but but like for example, I watched Lupin the Third the first this week. Watched it yesterday, in fact. Fuck I. I uh, I uh, forgot that came out. I kind of wanted to see that. The trailer. I was great. actually going to send it to you because I was going to be like, dude, you actually have to see this movie. This is totally your thing. Please, actually, please send it to me because I've been. I want like I want like an anime or like something to watch, something that's passive that I can watch, in like twenty like you know anywhere between like twenty forty minute spurts where I get like a complete thing while I, so I can have something to watch while I eat dinner. That's fair. I mean, you know? this is gonna be a long dinner because it's a film. I mean, it's a movie. It's like a ninety. It's ninety nine, minutes. 90 yeah, minute it's movie, like right? uh, ninety minutes on the dot. By the way, Japan is kicking our ass Perfect in point. this department where they release movies that aren't five years long. Oh my god! Yeah. Also, like, speaking of fucking Japan, Japan kicking our asses right now. Have you seen any of the news in the last couple months in regards to the N- NPDs over the com- top 20 comic no. sales in the last couple months? It's all been manga. Like la- like in 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 July the top 20 manga or excuse me, the top 20 comics that best-selling comics as presented by NPD who are most well known in our circles for the game sales numbers. All it's all manga. It's all fucking manga. There's not a single American comic book anywhere near. That's the because top I don't 20. think anyone likes. And it has been that way anymore. for months. Like I feel like comics are just like a punished genre. I don't know anyone. It's who likes it's them. actually sad. It's it's so it's so tragic. My my good buddy Billy's a, a comic reader, and he's been reading some stories mainly from all over the. Uh, all over the map in terms of when they were released. I'm not sure how much m- contemporary stuff he's read outside of Daredevil, which I heard the contemporary Daredevil's really fucking good. But like, aside from that, it just seems like a like DC and Marvel specifically just make comics that cater to not the audience that reads the books. Like it's hysterical to me, where it's like, like there's a lot, and I want to be careful with my words here. But there's a lot of let's just call it like let's just, we'll call it's called what it is very like left wing kind of pandering. Yeah. No, and and it and is pandering. It, I... And it's yeah, it's pretty heavy handed in the comics industry. I think most people, most people would admit that it's pretty heavy hand heavy heavy handed in the in the he, comics. Here's industry. how I and there's a lot of industries where this pandering exists. The problem is is like when like. When, like, game websites do it, to say that there is, like, no audience for that pandering is completely disingenuous. To say that there's no audience that will eat that stuff up is is, is just being disingenuous in the game space. And the comics industry, though? No. None of those people read. None of those people read comic books. The only people that read co- American comic books are, like, American comic book fans. And they have not been spoken to... In years. What's, what's especially funny is that <laughs> so of course they read there, manga. there's comic books and then there's graphic novels because graphic novel is officially yeah. like its own thing. You you know you have things that technically don't count as manga like my lesbian romance experience or whatever it's called my lesbian experience with loneliness which is like a Japanese written graphic novel. It's not a manga. It is a graphic novel. Motherfucker, if it's got words with 
fucking panels on it it's a fucking manga or comic but like but that's that's the thing like a graphic novelist specifically because watchmen i've been reading watchmen again and watchmen is a graphic fucking novel because it's but it's like the equivalent of like calling a movie a film no because that shit actually is so much more verbose than a comic book to the point where watchmen has novel elements where there's just a photo and then nothing but text Like, that, like, truly, I think you can quantify something as a graphic novel based on how much there is compared to graphic and novel. Because, like, a manga, mangas don't have that much fucking text. Watchmen will have four or five pages of just raw text. I've read more, in the last couple months, I've read enough manga, which is still... A small sample size. But of the stuff I've read, there's some stuff that you're totally right is not wordy. Chainsaw Man, not super wordy. Gantz, extremely not fucking wordy. But then there's stuff like Death Note, which is really wordy. Is that a graphic novel? I would honestly say yes. Like, to an extent. I I I, th- I think that the term graphic novel versus comic book or manga genuinely comes down to how much reading is there, how many words. Yeah, because because like th- there is a point in which a game is not a game anymore; it's a visual novel. Like, you know, I get I guess Rim is yeah. a fucking visual novel. I know that there's an RTS game attached to it; it's a fucking visual novel. Yeah. Well, I. We've been getting a lot of these mixes, cause because Scarlet Nexus dude is like bore, gets borderline visual novelly with just how lo- how long spurts of time go where you are not playing the you, game. You know what? You are not fighting enemies. You know a game that actually kind of kind of did that too. And 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 I I I might this might be disingenuous to how much text is in that game, but I genuinely recall Near Automata having significant sprints of lengthy visual novel sequences yeah i mean uh, of the eight hours i i I played i can't say that but i can imagine it gets pretty heavy the the, the yeah and roots b and c and then and i think there's some side quests with some stuff i wouldn't call that game a visual novel but like it has these really significant blends but but i i do i do think like with watchmen like yeah it's a comic book to an extent, but then it will just be like nothing but nothing but text. Like it's a comic book. I I, I will just call it like it is. It's a comic book with a lot of well, words. But no, but I mean literally there are novel segments. Like there there are segments that are a fake excerpt from an in-universe novel. And it's just like seven pages of of, of novel. Like it's fascinating. It truly <laughs> is a graphic novel. That's awesome. I've always wanted to read read Watchmen. It's, on it's better the short, than the it's fucking the film. How long is the book? How 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 uh how how thick is the? I've seen the book before. It's only like three. Sam, do you think pages, I bought right? that shit? Like, do 30, you think I, I actually legally bought that shit? Are you stupid? No, I'm sure you're. Reading um, it, online, it seems to be twelve but... pages, and I would say maybe twenty or twelve chapters. Sorry, twelve chapters. Maybe I don't know twenty thirty pages per chapter, and then the novel segments. So yeah, like maybe two hundred, three hundred pages. Like it's pretty long. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty beefy, and especially if, if it says 
as wordy as you say it probably would take a long oh yeah no that, i i it's, um, it's in a, a, a tab right now and i just haven't gotten back to it because like i got to one of those novel segments and i just said you know what i don't want to right now yeah, that's that's how I felt with Scarlet Nexus, where I where, where I would enter a uh, standby phase and I'd be like, "Motherfucker, I have bonding events with five different people that are each gonna take four to five minutes of reading text, reading dialogue, and I'm just not up for it." Well, right Sam, now. this this is why I decided to return to Monkey this week and just watch bullshit um, and play bullshit because I tried more Pathologic too. And I and I was having I was having a fine time, and then at some point I just I just got tired of reading, and I said, "No, I'm good. I'm all right for now." And I and I turned it off, and I decided uh, to just download Dolphin and play, and I Fuck and yeah. play the most monkey game that isn't Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Because that would have been the true monkey no, game. There's a better no. Fuck. Oh no. There's a way better monkey game. Super monkey. No, but monkey is in like I don't think I just hit things. Because monkey, super monkey ball. There's a there's a fair amount of thinking and and precision there. Like I I selected a game. But you can but you can enter head empty. You can enter a head empty. Head, when head I want to play a monkey game, monkey I think my thing is with monkey. I also combined it with unga. Monkey and unga. I okay. You just want to yeah, hit I just want to hit you. Just hit so I, I downloaded Punch Out Wii on the fucking Dolphin emulator. And the thing is, I have not played Punch Out Wii in over a decade. Not since it came out in 2009. I have like So I have I have like five questions like okay. right off the bat. So first of all, I have not played Punch Out Wii. I however have consumed Hours of punch out we related challenges on YouTube. So I'm familiar with basically the entire game and structure of it. However, is the game not primarily like motion control? No, it doesn't have to be. You can oh, you can play oh, with the weird oh, mode I on its side. Were... Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, like yeah, classic of punch course. Out? Oh, that's the fantastic. way most people okay. who are so, sane play it. Oh, okay. I genuinely thought it was a, uh, it it was a uh, fucking. It was like we boxing and like that's I mean, just it how can be, it. but most people don't play it like that. But it does. It doesn't. You're not required. It, it there there were in control options. So playing, but emulate. The point is emulating it is easy. So I got I got my Nintendo Pro controller for the Nintendo Switch. From the Nintendo fan club. And I sat down. And I put my headphones on. My big ass headphones. I cranked the volume up. I started playing this game. And you know what happened within the first fucking 20 minutes of this game, Sam? You said it sucked. You got mad. Myriad of other <laughs> milesisms. <laughs> I always set you up because I know that, that you think that's that's going to be the case. No, I was actually like, this is one of the best Nintendo games of, the, of that decade. That game is actually a fucking... Uh, from the Wii, from the uh, Wii from era. the Wii era, and honestly, from the 2000 to 2010. Damn. I damn, because so that includes everything on GameCube, every first party release on GameCube. Well, here's the yeah. thing: it's made by Next Level Games, who made Super Mario Strikers. So, like, they're oh, legit. Fuck, yeah. These 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 guys are the real deal. Yeah. What else? Luigi's did they make? Mansion Two and Three. I'm not a big fan of Two. I haven't played Three yet. They made Metroid Prime Federation Force, which that's unfortunate. That's not it's their, not their fault. fault. That was a Nintendo <laughs> choice. Um, and I heard that game is fine. You know, I heard that game is serviceable. Um, 
Yo, they made Ticket to Ride on 360. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, they made a couple of Ubisoft games, too. Uh, like, very interesting company. Yeah, uh, yeah, the original Ghost yeah. Recon. Oh, for the Wii. For the Wii. Uh, Transformer Cybertron Adventures for the Wii. Um, they made the Captain America licensed game. And Spider-Man Friend or Foe, which I owned uh, for the 360 and never took out of the shrink wrap. <laughs> That's the most childhood Thank thing you. I've ever heard. Thank you, Pat. So just own a game. You. Actually, you know what it was? It, you know what it was? It was, uh, it was a Christmas gift uh, the year I got my 360. So I had, like, other shit I cared about, and then this sounds like yeah. whatever. Well, well Punch-Out! Wii is, is fucking awesome. That game is pure unga mixed with pure monkey, mixed with actually kind of involving me a lot. Like, I... The, the the mid to end game of that game is actually a fucking nightmare in 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 the best possible way. Punch Out is a very deceptively simple yeah. game. Well that's all Nintendo games. You look at it and you're like, Yeah. Yeah. But but Punch Out Punch Out especially so. Because like unlike Mario, which has a high like Mario, which has like a high skill ceiling, even the 2D games, like Mario, oh, yeah, of course, or something. Mario World is pretty high, high skill ceiling, but it doesn't. It's not really relevant. the The high skill ceiling is cool. It's what makes the game interesting, but it's not relevant to the fact that you need such a low. You need the skill floor for 100 percent is extremely fucking low. Is is a fraction of that high level Mario World play. Where, like, in OG Punch-Out, and by all, it seems by all intents and purposes, because they control the fucking same, Super Punch-Out. They they really don't they control the same. They two buttons in a fucking d They really do not control the same, Oh, they no. don't? Okay. Um, uh, Punch-Out has, uh, Super Punch-Out has a three-button system, and then an optional fourth button for, like, a secondary special. There are two specials in that game. There's a special meter, which you activate by pressing A, and then, um, some sort of, like, rage mode that you can go into by pressing x where it speeds up all your punches or something and i think it's based on how much damage you've taken or something like that so it's sort of a turnaround mechanic and then you also have to block high and low whereas in punch out okay on the nes you're not blocking unless you're holding down in super punch out you have to hold up to block high or not hold anything to block low okay okay i got it makes sense so they're they're pretty different so, games overall. Okay, but the but the level but the okay, so it's a bit more complicated. But the base level of simplicity is there. The but the 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 difference is that once you get to the mid to late stages in Punch Out, you do have to meet that high. You do need to meet that high yeah. level. Otherwise, you're gonna get your ass. Beat. Which which is is what ends up happening in Punch Out Wii. Where what I love about that game is that it's three games in one game. It's 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 three games in one game because there's contender where you're you're going after the championship and that's a relatively easy game, right? You just I I mainline the shit out of contender in like, I don't know, an hour. And then you do title defense where all the enemies are remixed and they have new abilities and new attacks and new timings and everything. Uh and then you also have exhibition mode, which is a challenge mode in which you have to beat the enemies under a certain condition. And you have to usually do three conditions 
uh, per battle to complete them. And you, you can do them one by one or you can do them all at one time. But either way, you got to do these challenges. And and are the conditions are the conditions like 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 beat Glass Joe without taking it? Uh, or, or is that the level of challenge it's, it's, we're dealing it's with? Some, sometimes or, it's or, like or, it's like don't deal any damage in the first round and still win the fight. Or oh okay okay so real real yeah. goofy shit real or, or real like find shit. all the opportunities to earn stars and and there's a couple of like interesting secondary win conditions on people like you automatically win a fight with Aaron Ryan if you hit him with seven star punches of any level. Oh yeah, I've always loved shit like that. Uh, Original Punch has stuff elements like that too, where you just if you if you do like these either if you hit them at the right time during like certain animations or. Or f- again, fulfill these weird conditions. You just take the round and get like an yeah, which kill, is which is love for lack of which a better term. Yeah, one one of my favorites is if you hit Bald Bull and Title Defense three times of the three star punch, which is really fucking hard to do. By the way, you just win. You just you just win yeah. the fight. Yeah, is uh, yeah. Sorry, I was I was getting. I'm I'm trying to remember the the fucking. The crew. It's very Glass iconic, Joe, that, that whole Vaughn, fucking rogues gallery. Glass, Glass Joe. Yeah, it's like Gla- Glass Joe, Sandman, King Hippo, uh, Soda, Soda. Soda. I, I let me let me go in order. Let me Pop. go in order. Okay. And by the way, can I just say I love racism? The the okay. racism in this game is wonderful, Sam. It's so charming, and it's not racism. It's nationalism. I know that, but. There, I, I will say this, okay? There, there is cringe racism and based racism. This is an objective fact that everyone agrees upon. Sometimes racism is awesome. <laughs> and Punch-Out! has wonderful racism. It has the best racism I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just it's just lovely. And it's and the racism is so good that every one of all those races is like, yeah, this is great. This is my favorite character. I love I love this character that makes fun of my country. This is fantastic. I love this. This is great. You see you see like people from Canada being like, man, bear hugger truly is my spirit animal. You see you see like Spanish people typing in fucking Spanish. You go to Google Translate, you copy the link and they say Don Flamenco so cool. Every it's 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 racism that brings us together. The Olympics. Yes, exactly. It truly is the Olympics of video games, except unlike the fucking Olympics, um Punch Out requires skill. I'm not saying that those athletes are talentless hacks. But you know I did I did however could, I did however see today. Um that speed walking is apparently a Olympic sport, uh, because apparently everything in the kitchen sink is an Olympic sport now. Uh, I would I need that in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic dude, Games. I was I saw the clock, the 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 race. I don't fucking know what it was. <laughs> Went on for was three and a half hours in. To people walking around a empty street in Tokyo. And I am like, what the fuck am I watching? And I'm like, is this a race? You can't catch up. There's a there's a speed cap, right? 
It's speed walking. I, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's an endurance. See, that's what test. I thought. And it's then a... one of my coworkers was like, "No, it's a race." And I'm like, "Then this is the worst race of all time." <laughs> Can't you just run? Wouldn't that be easier, dude? Wouldn't that be the ultimate power move? Is to enter speed walking and start running. It's just like. What is the per like what 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 does this test? <laughs> what is this what is this test? It tests your ability to walk at a at a speed that is above average. And and it's like and here's the deal. I'm not shitting on the people competing. Because if you look at all of them, they are all extremely, extremely athletic people. You can just see it in their fucking bodies. As they fucking waltz their way through the fucking streets of Tokyo. Um, you can feel it, right? You can see it. So I'm not, it's not like these people are not real athletes or anything. But like, what is this sport? Like, what is this competition? Well, Sam, we'll make a, co- a fucking competition out of anything. Did I ever tell you about my dive into tiddlywinks? Uh, <laughs> No. No, I once I, I once took a, a deep dive into tiddlywinks as part of uh, something that happened in, in another discord server that I run. And I and I do need to Google the name of, of the shots in this because I can't I can't let myself forget them. So first of all, I decided to dig deep into tiddlywinks. What do you know what tiddlywinks is? The only is, thing Sam? I know is that growing up on PBS there was a show about an Irish pig that was called The Adventure the Adventures of of Tiddlywinks or something along the lines of that. So it has nothing to do with pigs, but that show is probably better than the sport. And I'm sorry if any of you played tiddlywinks um I don't know. Deal with it. Maybe maybe join maybe speedwalk instead. Do something that requires a little bit more talent. Just fucking speedwalk. So how do you play this game? So Tiddlywinks is a game involving a bunch of plastic chips. I mean, literally, this game looks like like a fucking Fisher Price toy. Like it, it and and to be fair, it's probably like a pretty low maintenance kind of game, yeah. right? So essentially, you have a, a coin, a big coin. Imagine like a silver. Oh, dollar, you know, yeah, some, yeah, some of that yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I've seen this before. Yeah, and you have to take the coin. Put it over a bunch of little chips and make them fly into a cup. Oh, yeah. I, right? I, I played this years and years and years and years ago. Uh, first of all, I'm sorry to hear that. And second of all, I, I got nothing against people who play tiddlywinks. The only thing I have against people who play tiddlywinks is how seriously they take tiddlywinks at a high level. Because you watch any tiddlywinks video, right? If you if you go into Tiddlywinks content, I want you to sit down and the moment you see somebody on screen, count how many seconds it takes them to compare Tiddlywinks to chess. Truly, just I I promise you, it's it'll be sub thirty seconds. Well, it's well, it's I mean, here's the deal. I I gotta be honest. I'm gonna defend the Tiddlywinks people here because I I I, I can I empathize. With how they feel, I empathize because well, because here's the problem is that their game looks silly, and and it is complicated yeah. certainly, but that's the fault of the manufacturers for making tiddlywinks look fucking stupid. They use literal clown colors for everything. 
The color, the color of Tiddlywink, Sam, is literally like Google Bozo the Clown, and every single color on his ensemble is the color of a go, wink in Go to any corporation's Twitter account in June, and you will see <laughs> the colors of the, the Tiddlywink colors. Except for purple. I I, I feel like tiddly, it's, it's literally always like the primary colors, like red, blue, yellow green not a primary color <laughs> green is not a primary color i don't think no it is not um yeah because it's a mixture of yellow and, and blue but still yeah either way T- tiddlywinks is just a funny fucking sport it's a stupid fucking name the, the the winks look silly that's the problem with the winks is that is that they use clown colors but then they had to name them and sam they made a, a grave mistake when they elected to name things about Tiddlywinks. Now, now, okay? real quick, are we so, talking about now? Do the individual pieces have have names aside from small piece, big piece? No, so they're called Winks. Okay, and the I think the big piece is literally called the Tiddly or something like that. Adds up on Google terminal or on Wikipedia on Google <laughs> on Wikipedia. The game of Tiddlywinks has a rich lexicon. Okay. Selected terms include, and I'm going to read all of these, okay, and their descriptions. Blitz, an attempt to pot all six winks of a given player's color early in the game. A bomb, to send a wink at a pile, usually from a distance, in the hope of significantly disturbing it. A boondock. To free a squapped wink by sending it a long way away, leaving the squapping okay, wink okay, so I free did, I did in the battle squap. area. Can we can we scroll down to squap and then go back up? Squap to play a wink so that it comes to rest above another wink. So 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 if you, if you if you ever catch your 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 GF squapping on you, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, that means she's that she, means she's yeah, on top. She's on top, baby. So, uh Bristol. A shot which moves a pile of two or more winks as a single unit. Semicolon. The shot is played by holding the squidger at a right angle to its normal yeah, play. Alright, that's I've heard enough. This is so this, No, no. Sam, no, believe me when I say you have not heard enough, because there's one that I need to get okay. to, and I'll and if you want, I can just skip it to it. Skip okay. to it. Uh, in fact, maybe I won't. Maybe I just won't even read these. Maybe maybe I'll just, or maybe I won't read the descriptions. I'll just name the rest of these. So there is a difference between the following in the U.S. and the U.K. In the U.S., it's called Karnovsky, and in the U.K., it's called Penhaligon. Karnovsky, which is to pot a wink. From the baseline, which is three feet away. This is my favorite term, cracker. Another one is the crud. A crud is a forceful shot whose purpose is to destroy a pile completely. Now, (laughs) this is the best. This this is the second best name on here, okay? This is called the good shot. Okay. And it's called the good shot, not because of the quality of the shot, but because it's named after John Good. <laughs> so the shot consists of playing a flat wink, one not involved in a pile, through a nearby pile with the intent of destroying the pile. 
How is that different from the last time we shot something to destroy a pile? This is the good shot, Sam. The other shot was not named after John Good. So, we have the Gromp. An attempt to jump a pile into another wink. Usually with the squidger held in a conventional rather than a Bristol fashion. Now, this is the greatest name I've ever heard. Okay, are you prepared? The John Lennon Memorial Shot. (laughs) This is the one I needed to get to. (laughs) What is it? The John Lennon Memorial Shot. The best part about this, uh, I'm just going to read it. John Lennon Memorial Shot. A simultaneous boondock and squap. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with John Lennon. It's just called the John Lennon Memorial <laughs> The John shot. Lennon Memorial Shot. <laughs> that's like named by the, someone. That's like that's like in the like I don't know if you saw it going around with like the the fucking bong cloud opening in chess. It's basically like it, <laughs> no. it's this it's this move you can do that basically will in ninety eight percent of scenarios will throw you the game, uh, but <laughs> every one out of fifty times it'll win you a game. Um, the it, the name comes from you would have to be high to try it. <laughs> it's where where the name comes from. I, I I just want that for all sports. Like you're you're watching basketball and it's like oh he's he's doing the 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 vape whip shot. He's uh he's take taking a hot huff on the vape. Yeah. Or like a drunk slider or some bullshit in baseball. Yeah. Now here here's here's the next one, Sam. The next term is just lunch. <laughs> when we stop when you stop taking playing tiddlywinks and go eat a sandwich. <laughs> it's not breakfast. It's not dinner. It's lunch. Lunch is to pot a squapped wink. Now, the next term is scrunge, which is to bounce out of the pot, probably presumably on accident. Something gets in the pot, something else bounces out of it. You know, that's a scrunge. Okay. The squidger, which is the disc used to shoot a wink. Oh, okay. So it's not a tiddly. And tiddlies are points calculated when determining the finishing placement of a winks in a tiddly winks game. So you might be able to see, Sam, why I truly believe that Tiddlywinks players don't deserve respect. Because they chose this life. The game could have been anything. I think it would still be deemed a little silly to see grown people with a big silver dollar-sized plastic chip hitting other smaller nickel nickel or or dime-sized plastic chips into a red solo cup. I, I mean, here's the deal. There is a rawness to taking a coin and fucking putting so much pressure on another coin that you flick it up into the air. It is a bit big cum. So it's it makes sense they made a game out of it. Exactly, but that's the thing. The the problem came not in the concept of the game, but in the presentation and the decision to use clown colors. For everything. And then the decision to make the John Lennon memorial shot an official term 
for when you squap a squidly do. Like, tr- just, if you get a boondock and a, a squapped shot, that's the John Lennon memorial shot, which gets you a lot of tiddlies at the end of your game of winks. Yeah, John Lennon memorial shot. They have selected this life, Sam. And speaking of big cum, that I did uh, my ultimate thesis statement is Punch Out We is a big cum. Yeah, to bring game. it all, bring it all one back. of the biggest cum bring games I've ever played. That's an incredibly big cum work of art. That Punch Out We, the best sound design maybe ever, maybe ever. I actually think, I actually think that there are maybe like I don't know ten games I can think of where the sound design is just like my favorite thing about it. Have you played uh That's not true. Have you played Ape Out? No, I I do need to play that. Ape Out? Cuz I know that has good sound. Ape Out is the game um I think he, I think it was 2019 um that and yeah. it did not get nominated at the Game of the Year awards that year for best sound design and I was like th- I remember you saying that was proof. I was like I was like it's proof I'm like it's proof that this shit is 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 cracked out that these are all like that's the answer like it's not like it wasn't up for debate like that was the answer and it wasn't even nominated so it's like all right clear clearly these fucking clowns who they get to pick these games uh don't don't play everything oh that's all i'm gonna say it's it's because they they pick things based on like how expensive the sound design is as opposed to how fucking good it is yeah, it was just so criminal because I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's the whole game. Like, the sound is the whole game. It's like 75% of what makes the game fun. It was like the best part. And it was done so well and they didn't give it any acknowledgement. It's not that it didn't win if it, to some AAA bullshit or anything. That's one thing to complain about. It wasn't even fucking on the list. Th- this is this is my challenge to all the crackheads, Okay. Which is I play Ape Out, please. That's it's on Sam, Game Pass. Sam isn't it's on say Game it. Pass. I'm like pretty sure. Uh, yes, it is. So play it. It's great. It's two hours. Yeah, play Ape Out and enjoy the sound design, and then either download Dolphin, play a bit of Punch Out Wii, or watch like a commentary list playthrough of Punch Out Wii, and just listen to the sound and just experience true big cum sound design. Is it just very crunchy? It's a game about punching people in the face. Are, are they, yeah, is it just, and the sound effects are the best. Yeah, are they just, are they very like comic booky? Like, like very. The thing about it is that the the punches aren't even the best sound. The punches are good, but the best sounds are the ones that come from the enemies to let you know that they're about to attack. Like every character has this sort of like sound to them that's like based grunt. on their characterization. Yeah. No, not no. Like so, it's it's literally like a sound effect. So, for example, von Kaiser, who's the German, like all of his sounds are the sounds of like a clock, or like a gun cocking, or like a, a gear grinding, very quickly. Okay. And and so not not only does he have a spoken line, but you'll also hear like this like cool you know sound effect of like a clock going like. You know, like, it's hard to explain. Um, Soda Popinski, every time he attacks, you just hear the sound of a Coke can cracking open. Just, which is great. Um, what are, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think Does, of, of some of the Glass other ones. Is Glass Joe, is it like glass breaking? I, I actually wish. That would have been, that would have been wonderful. He has like these little like cute, like boom, boom, boom sounds. Like very, very playful and, and bouncy. 
Uh, just, just, just listen for yourself. Uh, Don Flamenco has like castlinets that click, the very Spanish sounding clicking. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there, there's some, there's some really, there's some really good ones. Um, Mr. Sandman, the final boss, just like every time he hits, you just hear the sound of bones cracking. Like it's, it's like, oh man, it hurts. Sounds like it fucking hurts. And then whenever you get a star, it's just the most satisfying like chime you'll ever hear in your life and then when you actually beat a fucking boss the sound design just fucking loses goddamn fucking mind because as they're falling or whatever as as they're as they're being defeated you just have this whole soundscape that just winds down into this big crash at the end it's fucking awesome the 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 character disco kid when you beat him it's the sound of like a music box slowly fucking breaking yeah, dude, it's so, it's so sad, dude. Everything in regards to sound is so under talked about when discussing. No one cares, games. and it's so and it's so sad, dude. I fell into a great, great YouTube channel recommendation, by the way, Alex Yard and Knuckles. Great YouTube channel. He does music theory analysis, specifically of the Sonic Three level music. And he did a video a few weeks ago on launch base. That is the most interesting fucking thing I have ever heard and learned so much about like music and how it works and all that stuff in 16 minutes. And I'm like, dude, this has made me appreciate Sonic 3 on like a way higher level now. Like I now understand like why the music is good and fits with the levels and stuff. And nobody talks about that stuff. It's the first I've ever heard anyone like bring any of this information to the table like we we care about visual elements and everyone talks about that but nobody ever talks about the the audio element and that's 50 percent of the experience i mean i think the reason for that is because unless you have like a degree in sound design sound is so well manipulated that it's really really hard to pick apart what sound effects are being used or what is being like replicated and you kind of like you can appreciate sound design, but at an analytical level, it's really hard to talk about intellectually. Like I genuinely felt really stupid talking about the sound design of Punch Out because I cannot articulate how sound sounds. The best you can do is impersonate a sound. Or, if you know terminology, like, for example, the shepherd's tone. You know the endless staircase in Mario 64? Yeah. That? That's called the shepherd's tone, where the last note of the the tone is... It, basically, the last note of the tone transitions into the first note of the to- of the start of the of the the scale ascent so it sounds endless even though what it really is is if you think about it as one two three four five six seven eight stairs ascending in height by one inch at eight inches it transfers back to one inch fast enough yeah that you don't realize the transfer happened so you don't realize that you've that you've gone in this sort of literally like a wave yeah so so unless you know that term the best you could do is be like, yeah, the sound that's like it's like that that's just hard to talk about. Like, and and especially talking about the sound design of a console that had very specific sound fonts and sound chips. Yeah. No, like you, you have to know. Oh, what you're exactly. Talking like about. he 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 talks about in the launch base video because it's really it's it's half a review of 
Launch Base Act 1 and Act 2, and then another half of the original beta versions of Launch Base Act 1 and Act 2. Because when those, those are the versions of the songs used in the Sonic 3 Windows version that came out in 97, and everyone used to shit on those versions of the songs. But when they were actually played in the prototype with the Genesis sound font, they sounded great because they were not mixed right at all for that PC release, and they sounded like garbage. Uh, but the compositions themselves were actually great. And on the original Genesis version, or on Genesis, they sounded great. Sound is tough, and, 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 and it sucks that no one cares. No one gives a shit about sound. They only care about graphics. I don't give a shit about graphics. Everything looks nice these fucking days. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like, I give it. Yeah, I give a shit about. I don't know. I, I kind of do, and I kind of don't. I appreciate games with good. I, graphics. I mean, I like when I like when a game has great graphics. I really like when a game is gorgeous and beautiful. But like, I'm playing. You know, I played Resident Evil Village a couple times, and the problem with that game is that the fucking texture work is is fugly, even though all the graphics and character models are great. Yeah. And it might just be my PC. I don't know. Like, it's something. But, like, I, I have my fucking settings to, to, like, max everything. And the game still looks terrible. Because there's, like, the, the important, the little elements that are important are not focused on. And, you know, um, or are not, like, as good as, as they could be. Because they, they, they look at the big picture. They look at the, the character models. You know, they look at um, at the at the 2D model Or at the, at the 2D objects in the game like um like icons and things like that all of those look great um and i and i think they said you know level design and architecture like those are all more important than the textures and that's probably the right call if people are going to be playing it on a tv that outputs at a certain you know at a certain i mean it's thing. true right I, I, I that's the thing i there was a you're not on twitter anymore so you wouldn't have you would have saw you wouldn't have saw this but it did i i was happy for once on Twitter, when someone posted, um, someone basically they were shitting on the Halo Infinite beta because um, the food, uh, if you shot at like foods, there was like a food stall area, and if you shot at the bananas, they didn't like explode out or or no physics applied to any of the food, just you just shot at it, you know, and that was it. Um, and the guy was yeah. shitting on it, and everyone was making fun of him, basically being like. Halo to, for Halo to waste its time on physics for these dumb ob, for these stupid useless objects is the biggest waste of time and is not the appeal of the game at all. It's like not the yeah, appeal it's, it's, of multiplayer. It's it's utterly worthless. It's it's an utterly worthless thing. And I mean, here's the thing: if you're running around a map and able to shoot those bananas, like you're probably not enjoying the multiplayer. In yeah, the first it's place. only worth like it's. I mean, here's the deal: I'm not gonna say. That it's never, it's never worth it. It's I'm not gonna say that like a physics system like that's never worth it. But I I'm so over the mindset that the, and for the record, this guy got clowned on, which was what I was happy about. But like I'm so over the mentality of people like that who are like, oh, like games gotta look like this because it's like because people can't don't are, okay. I know nothing about game development. I know fucking shit about game development when i write about games i'm pretty open about the fact that i don't i don't know anything about how games are made but what i can tell you is what i can i i don't know what's possible i can't tell you what what is and is not what is possible i can't tell you what is not possible right i can tell you that in game design nothing everything comes at a cost for something else 
The more time you put on, you focus on the textures in Resident Evil Village, the less time is spent on the thousands of other factors that come together to make a video game. And it really just depends on what your game is setting out to do, what best way to deviate all these different aspects of your game. Because your game can't do everything. Yeah, I, and I it can't. The thing about yeah, the the thing about Village that that works is that all the the models are great. Every model in that game is fantastic, yeah. right? They have great lighting. The game is supposed to be dark. So like, I don't give a shit about the textures. I just think that that my my computer screen is stupid bright. This wasn't a problem in Punch-Out as well where I noticed like how you know, bad you should, all the crowd you know what you models should do? are. Just go into the settings and lower your brightness. Yeah, no, that's that's a me problem entirely. Where we're like, I didn't realize it until I was playing Punch Out, and then I watched a clip, and I was like, the game's not supposed to be this bright. It's just my monitor, yeah. right? And I and I always felt like Resident Evil was too Resident Evil Village was too bright in the first place. But like, I've seen other people's videos, and the game is it's bright because it takes place during the fucking day. But their videos look a lot better because the color balancing is just better. Yeah. Because their their screen isn't stupid bright. What kind of what kind of monitor do you have? I have an Acer Predator. Oh, okay. I also have a. Uh, I also. I'm pretty sure I have a Predator. I have it from LG though, not Acer. The, I mean, exactly. Like it's just again, it's it's a me problem. It's the it's the settings of my PC are way too high. the the color The color balancing is stupid high on my PC, and that's my fault. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. Like I'm playing Ace Combat right now. Ace Combat Seven. Fucking, this is some of the most, by the way, six hours in, some of the most harrowing gameplay I have, like, ever experienced. There is, shit hits different, bro. Shit hits different at, 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 at 12,000 feet in the air, dude. Fucking doing dog, dog, dog fights in the air game looks fucking stunning. But again, the game looks stunning because it takes place in the sky. And they focused on their, like, they focused on having great skyboxes. Excellent fucking clouds. The planes aren't like super, but they're not like super detailed. The planes aren't, the planes look good, but they don't look like Forza cars. Because in Forza, the cars are really important. The graphics in the cars are really important to the experience of playing Forza. You know, do you remember? Do you remember when Forza, I think four came out? That was on And people were making fun of the. Uh, then it was probably on the Xbox One. Sorry, because it, it was an Xbox yeah. One game. Five, um, it might have been was the five launch then. title for for Xbox One. Drive Tars? Yeah, this is absolutely it then, because people made fun of the crowd in that game for looking like super like low oh, poly and okay. ugly, yeah. right? And it's like you're going past these people at seventy miles Not an even, hour, like two hundred, <laughs> like you are blurring past them. You are blurring past them. And people were like, I can't believe that they sold a game in this state. Is this really what we can expect from the 8th generation? It's like, fucking it's die, like, it, But dude. yeah, or, or like in Pokken, right? Basically, any any background models uh, for the Pokemon or like trainers or whatever in Pokken that are not the fighters look like garbage. Like, look like they were made in Blender in like an hour and barely have any animation. Because they're fucking... They're... they're background objects in this fucking 3d arena pokemon fighting game 
it's like the the Pokemon look great when they're fighting yeah, yeah, each the, other, the, which is the yeah, game. The ones you play as look good. The ones that actually matter look good. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, does like Magikarp or whatever is the Magikarp animation in the background look super cheap? Yeah. Does it matter? Does it have any impact on the experience in any significant way? No. So why should you fucking care about it? Like, like, can I just say, Sam, that 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 th- this is this is a stupid double standard. This is a stupid double standard because in 1993, when Daytona came out on arcades, people probably would have made fun of the seagulls. They would have looked at the seagulls and been like, they're too big and not detailed enough. And then, and fucking nowadays, people look at the seagulls and they go, those are adorable. Yep. That seagull is cute in how simple and, 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 and dumb it looks. This is a double standard, Samuel. What was, what was ugly in the past is considered quaint but, nowadays. But you know what's, fu- but you know what's funny, Miles? It. That's not even accurate because when D- D- Daytona came out, and by the way, 1993, for the record, the yes. same uh, year as a uh, fucking the Sega CD coming out in the fucking uh, st- uh, states. Excuse me, Sonic CD in the states. And worth noting, this is a this was an arcade game, like a super yeah, powerful it's a fucking arcade super powerful game. arcade game. This game is this, this game was this game was beyond next gen. This shit was, Daytona in yeah. 93 was cutting edge shit. By the way, 40 cars, 40 cars all running at 60 frames a second. I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to fucking hear about, about games needing to run at 30. I never want to hear that shit. I never want to hear that shit after I found out Daytona in 1993 on the arcade running with 40 other cars on the fucking track. Um, ran, ran at perfect fucking sixty, and you're telling me that that was, but like, yeah, that that's my thing. Like, if Daytona came out nowadays, people would be like, "That is an ugly seagull. That seagull is hilariously people, ugly." People, oh, I'll, gonna, I'll tell you I'm exactly what they'd Twitter. say. Miles. They'd they they would they they might they may or may not bitch about the seagull, but they would bitch about the lack of content. There's only three tracks. Never mind the fucking fact that you can run the tracks mirrored and in reverse, which immediately triples the fucking course length. And because it's not fucking Mario Kart, where you need the IQ of a fucking four-year-old in order to complete a goddamn track, you actually have to fucking practice the turns and know how the car controls and, like, do this shit over and over and over again to learn how to drive the car. So just mirroring the track does change shit. Doing the track in reverse does change shit radically. So it's like, they're going to bitch about lack of content. There's only one car. All this shit. Despite the fact that that car is perfect. The Hornet is perfect. And and feels so fucking fast. Miles, you played Daytona. We played Daytona. And fucking... Yeah, I enjoyed Daytona. The fucking speed... You achieve like once you're once you get like to 210 miles an hour in that game, and you you cap out at like 213 is like the fast you'll, you'll go. When, but when you get to that speed, you fucking feel it. You feel you feel that like I am reaching a speed where like I don't have I don't I have lost about 20 percent of control over the vehicle, and I'm just gonna have to like deal with this and try to maintain it because I need to keep going fast because second place is right on my ass, and if I fucking fuck up once i'm gonna lose my position 
Because the game is intense. God, I fucking love Daytona. And people don't get it. People are just like, people just want their Ubisoft towers, dude. People want their fucking food. People want their Ubisoft fucking hog food. It's disgusting. They, they, th this is, this is the equivalent of like going to fucking McDonald's and ordering a shit ton of food and then not eating any of it. Because here's the thing. When my friends go to fucking McDonald's, yes! dollars to donuts, they don't finish their shit. They order way too fucking much. They have two nuggies and then they give the fuck up on the meal because because mcdonald's is gross and they and they remember how gross it is or like like dollars to fucking donuts i think the only fast food my friends will finish consistently is taco bell oh they will finish taco bell and it's because taco bell for fucking five dollars or, or whatever serves you a full course fucking True. meal although to be although to be fair i did have some friends in college before because for the record this was before the box meal was fully established where they would go to Taco Bell. It's, it's my buddy Elmer would always talk about how we would go to Taco Bell. And he's like, I always spend 10 to like 15 dollars more than I wanted to. He's like, I always get too much food when I go to Taco Bell. But that's because it's actually good. Um, and you want to eat it. You just end up buying too much. Where like, with, I've, I've been in that situation at McDonald's where there's just too much leftover food. Um, yeah, and, and it's because you only want to eat. You, you only want to taste McDonald's. You never want to eat McDonald's. You want to taste McDonald's. That's the same. I mean, and that's, by the way, that's my description of Assassin's Creed. You don't want to play Assassin's Creed. You just want to, you, you want to do it around. Dude, Assassin's Creed dude this bit. is me with Far Cry. Literally me with Far Cry. I don't want to like beat Far Cry, but I want to play Far Cry for like eight hours and then say, I'm done. That was fun. Yeah. And, and that's the problem is that they have to load these games with 70 hours of content because if the game is just a good eight hours, people are going to be like, what the fuck? I spent 60 fucking dollars on it. It's like, bitch, you spend 60 fucking dollars on, 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 a, on a meal at a fucking restaurant that lasts you eight minutes. Miles, why, why don't people, why don't gamers today value replayability? Like, I just feel like it's something that I never, ever hear talked about anymore in, like, most, like, review circles or people talking, discussing games. Like, I, why do people not value, like, replayability at all in the experience? Because, I just as, like, and I, I say this as an example of, like, people like to compare how much they spend on a game to how much time they put in with hours. Uh, and I've heard numerous... Yeah breakdowns of what people like to do i've heard dollar an hour i hate that shit that's heinous um but uh it, it's uh but aside from that returnal is a game that is like in reality like four hours like when you really break it down and if you and if you remove dip the, the it's hard the game's like three four hours long total but the replayability of it just how much fucking fun it is to boot the game up and go through again um as well as um sort of the com some com couple of completionist elements too that make you want to replay it over and over and over again ended up having me put in over 64 hours into the game by the time i platinumed it meanwhile ratchet and clank rift apart is a 10 hour game that I played through and then I played through again in two-thirds the time. Half the time, actually. I skipped through a good majority of the cutscenes. Uh, and 
on a second playthrough and I got everything I needed to out of the game and I was done in 15 hours. Yet, if you asked a lot of those people in the Sony camp, they would say, like, Ratchet is, like, the better value. Even though, because I, despite Returnal me getting th three times more out of Returnal in terms of raw playtime, if that's something that mattered to you. I, I, I have a thing about yeah. this. I, I have a thing about this. I think that, for people, a game can be replayable. But what they really like is for a game to feel fulfilling. They want the full package. And replay value frequently involves you refining the gameplay and keeping it short or contained enough that replaying it is worth yeah. doing. Where people want to feel fulfilled by their purchase. They want, because what people, th this dollar an hour bullshit, you know, whatever, that's crap. That shit that they say, that's copium. Because then one day they're going to play a game that's four hours long, and they're going to feel really, really fucking fulfilled by it. And they're going to have to be like, well, what the fuck is the difference? And they might actually have to think for five seconds about why they like things. Like, uh, like people people who want these, like, hard and fast, stupid, like, like people who said, like, online only, avoid holy. Like, right now they're playing fucking Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. They're although playing Rainbow be, Six Siege. Although, They're eating their fucking although, words. To be fair, to be fair, on, online only avoid avoid holy is 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 uh, I I think has not been relevant since 2016. Um, no, but like, but that's the point. Like people who like they saw Rainbow Six Siege and they said no single player, not playing it. Now they're all. I mean, this Rainbow literally happened with Titanfall. Everyone who said that. Literally, shit. I mean, shit literally happened yeah. with Titanfall. Nobody nobody bought that game because it didn't have a single player campaign. Two years later, Overwatch comes out and has no single player campaign. It's goddamn game of the year. Yeah, and 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 you know what I'll say about that because because Overwatch paid lip service to having a story and an experience. Titanfall, despite the fact a, a that none of that's who, in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Titanfall, you play as a character who looks generic, and you fight in robots, and it's all about the gameplay. Overwatch, they they paid just enough lip service to out of universe situations, to out of universe shit. They had these fun character trailers that you could consider it a multimedia experience that informed the quality of the game. You had these memes that enhanced the game, like like Reaper names. Do you know oh, Reaper oh, names? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like that becomes a part of the game. And th this is something I talk about with Splatoon. Splatoon was enhanced by the community elements. Splatoon was enhanced by all these different things that I'm not going to talk too much about because that would be way more interesting to talk about with a lot more content and context. But the point is, culture really informs a game. And the more culture your game has, the more fulfilling it is. Look Final at fucking Team Fortress oh. 2. Yes. Yes, that works. That's a great example. <laughs> What were you gonna? What oh, I was gonna, gonna say? say Final Fantasy fourteen, but TF two works too. Um, but FF fourteen, FF fourteen also has excellent story content. True, very true. That that's very different. I know a lot of people who literally hate MMOs and play it for the story. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Frame Trap today. They were talking. They they were talking about Final Fantasy eleven and fourteen, and they were like, "Yeah, 14's story is like apparently like fucking real good." Like real good yeah. classic Final That's Fantasy what I style story. I'm kind of interested, dude. I'm I, I I get tempted every fucking two weeks. I say, is today the day I download 14? And then I look at Final Fan and I look at excuse me Fancy Star in line two, and I say, maybe another day, maybe another day. Um, because that's what I'm really interested in. Because PSO two is like my my aesthetic. I love PSO two aesthetic yeah. and like uh, from like a. Like a like a game, like an action game 
fun thing perspective we're like 14 like i'm not super into final fantasy as like a as like a series or anything um so i don't know if i'd get i'd get a lot out of like those elements but i want to i want to experience i I would like 14 i want to experience an mmo i just right now i just can't dedicate time to an mmo it's asking too much of me based on like my timeline for my life right now like what i have to do like i sit down and play like an hour and a half of punch out or whatever and i'm done or maybe even just a half hour and i feel great about it i feel great and and again but like to, to go back to the whole replay value bullshit like people talk about like not feeling fucking fulfilled by games like ratchet and clank they got a story i don't care how good the story is they got a story at all, and they got a bunch of set pieces, and they got a bunch of levels that were distinct from one another. And I'm sure the game's great. I don't. It I is. don't mean to imply that it's it, not. It is. It's like an eight, but like Returnal's like a near is like a near ten, and, and I think is a it is like I think in my opinion, and this is just me, and I wouldn't I wouldn't say this to people not on Crackhouse. But, like, Returnal completely justifies the PS5. The Returnal is totally just, has single-handedly justified my purchase of a PS5. Ratchet did not. If Returnal didn't come out and I played Ratchet, I would have been like, that was pretty fun. But I would feel very down on the PS5. I am a lot more positive on the PS5 because it has Returnal. Like, very simple as that. Uh... Yeah, but but with with Ratchet, like I'm sure it has. But cut you're scenes. right. It is a, there's levels. Yeah, it does. It has a cutscenes. It has a linear campaign that you can get through uh, at your own pace. You aren't unlike Returnal. You aren't sort of blocked by your skill level in any. Really, the fucking Ratchet's way super easy, uh, even on the hard hardest difficulty. And yeah, you're right. It is like a full experience, and I I guess that's what people map that's what people value but i just feel like well it's the same way that they'll like binge a netflix show and then they'll go that was pretty good and then they won't remember a single fucking thing about it because guess what the netflix show had a beginning a middle and an end it's that's all they need literally all they need is is a is a is a feel-good beginning, middle, and end. I know people who went from loving Breath of the Wild to being like actually this is the worst zelda game because they got to the end and the ending was mediocre and if you're me and you care about game design and you played it and you're like, this is a brilliant immersive sim set in an open world. This is crazy interesting and good. And everything about this is really compelling and it grips me and it's awesome. But like you play Zelda for the story. First of all, sorry. And second of all, um, I say that dude, you're so right. Talks about Ocarina of Time. Okay. Okay. But, but like, you're so right though, because people do genuinely dead ass say they play Zelda for the story. I'm like, you hate yourself. <laughs> you it's hate just fucking narratives. stupid. And, and, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But like, I truly think that the best Zelda stories happened before the year 2004. And there has not been a single like great Zelda story since then. Uh, I hear A Link Between Worlds has a great story, though. Do not quote me on that at the time I play A Link Between Worlds. But, because I haven't, and I, I have to someday. But, like, when the ending of Wind Waker, to me, is the last truly great no, Zelda I, content no, this that's franchise stop. has ever seen. That's stop. Wind Waker has a great story moment. It does not have a great story. No, I said that's the last great story oh, content. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Yeah, that's a great. I said the same thing, or like I think a couple weeks ago that that the the part of the game, the story element of that game I like is the ending. And like Ocarina of Time, I talk a lot about the story in that game. It does not have a great story, so to speak. What it has is a great thematic like tale. It it's like a good the fairy adventure tale when you read the advent with- the Ocarina of Time adventure is fun and engaging and good. The actual, like, story contents is, like, whatever. It's irrelevant, really. No, I, I, I disagree on the on, on one thing about it. And, and this is what I, I will say about Ocarina of Time that I think works, is that the story content is really sparse because all it's supposed to do is give you things to think about and reflect on as part of the whole adventure. There There's not, like, a significant amount of long cutscenes. There's not a shit ton of really long like expository moments it's it's literally just like an event happens and people say poetry at you and you think about the poetry on your way through the next dungeon like it's it's it knows what it is it's not trying to tell a grand grand video game narrative in which there's all these twists and turns and all this crazy shit happens it has a great twist which is not even a twist it's a reveal but it has a great reveal it has some amazing scenes, which are great because of music, cinematography, and writing. Not the content of the... Not not the story content. Like, th- that is an experience. That counts. But, like, people play Twilight Princess, and they're like, Do you remember when Midna had an arc? That was really exciting. I'm like, yeah, I did. Most games do that uh, with without any thought. Fucking Devil May Cry is, like, the first Devil May Cry narratively is, like, on par with, with like, Twilight Princess, in my opinion. And, and by the way, and for the record, I think that Devil May Cry 1 actually has a pretty solid story. But, like, I say solid because the comparison that we're making is that it's Devil May Cry. I don't expect it to have a good story, nor do I need it to have a good story. So when it does, that's exciting. Like, for me, I don't need a good story from Zelda. What I need is for the game not to be fucking annoying and have a bunch of items i'm never gonna fucking use in an over overworld that takes forever to get around to the point where all i do is use fucking warp song and i never need my god dude don't make me say it don't make me say it man are you gonna say zelda's bad no i'm not gonna say that i'm gonna say i'm gonna say something that even even worse that that i don't want to say but i have to say it dude I just, it just bothers me, dude. Zelda's fucking overrated, man. I fucking hate, I I hate it, dude. I don't even hate Zelda. I just, I don't hate Zelda. I just, I just, you know what? You know what? I got it. I know it. I don't hate Zelda. I hate the game community's reverence for Zelda. I'm over it. I just, play, play another console. Please. Please play on anything else. There are better, there are other games. There are other different kinds of experiences out there that you can get that's not this Zelda shit. What I, what I will say about Zelda that, that I like and that brings me back to it is that it is an identity. It is an identity. And and you know what? It's the same thing as people who are like, we're Silent Hill. It's like you only like Silent Hill too, dude. What are you doing? Like... Where, where Silent Hill is an identity. Yeah. I genuinely think there are significantly better horror games out there in the world. I, I, I would, if someone says their favorite horror game is Silent Hill, I, I would always say, well, you know, well, have you checked out, you know, Clock Tower or the, the Resident Evil remake is really good. Like, you know, because, because 
when I know someone talks about Silent Hill, what they're going to talk to me about are certain lines of dialogue. They're going to talk about monster designs and they're going to talk about the story. And I'm not going to have like any kind of discussion about gameplay, which is fine. Right. That's that's exactly what happens with Zelda. People talk about their favorite dungeon. They talk about their favorite item. They talk about their favorite boss. And they talk about the one sequence in the game that they like. Because, again, these these games are identities. This is a very they they are consistent. This is a very, really intelligent point, because I, I, I feel very, very similar about as we've discussed on the show before about people who like silent people who are silent hill fans where i'm just conf- I, again it just it's more confusion there we're, we're just yeah with zelda yeah with zelda i just get annoyed and it's again it's not at the games i'm i, I feel bad i don't I, i'm sorry i didn't mean to say overrated i, I hate calling shit overrated. <laughs> I, i'm sorry i hate i hate calling shit overrated who because because who am i who am i to say that right but but i just am frustrated I'm frustrated by any time, like, Wind Waker, or when, again, when Wind Waker came out, and when Twilight Princess came out, and when Skyward Sword came out, these games got, like, all fucking tens, and I'm just like, dude, a lot of this shit is, like, just okay. Like, a lot of this shit in these games is, like, just okay, or is just fine, and, like, it's not that much better than all the other like games of similar like budget and development team size and quality like like the games really are not that different i mean i think the difference with with those games is that they they are the original 10 out of 10 critical darling where people who play games on easy mode guess what you don't have to play a game on easy mode zelda's easy like guess what you don't have to follow a bunch of really difficult story things and quests to get because our main campaign is just great and it's also 25 it's like 20 25 hours they were made yeah og not breath of the wild og 3d zelda is it is like it's it's like og 3d zelda it is like the perfect tent pole for like a a game that is set up to do really well critically because again it's like 20 to 25 hours long so it's meaty but you can get through all the content and see it all. It's well paced. You're gonna you're gonna have little to no pushback in terms of of like difficulty or like or, or greater challenge, be it on a input or like intellectual based level. Um, and it's a it's like a simple like the games are like simple but with solid mechanics is like what makes yeah. Zelda work. Um and and and, that, and again that, that the, the reason well. that I say that yeah, and the reason that I say that my respect for Zelda is like a descent. And by the way, we talked about Zelda too much, so we're, this is going to be a longer episode. I've decided that I'm not editing any of this chapter because we still have to talk about Gantz, we still have to talk about the worst manga I've ever read. Um uh but the reason that i say that i have this descending order of of liking zelda is that like i just have nothing but respect for ocarina of time because that was a game where the intention was to design a video game in 3d that worked their their entire goal was they said okay let's make a great game in 3d just to see if we could do it because i don't know how to make this game and they just like figured the shit out of it and 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 all literally all they did was figure out how to translate a link to the past into 3d and they said Let's make 3D really interesting. Let's just make really interesting 3D dungeons. And let's just make really interesting 3D enemies. And let's figure out fucking 3D combat and call it a day. And I respect the shit out of that. And I also think that they did it while telling a very interesting, 
little coming-of-age tale that, that made me think a lot and that influenced me a lot. And with Majora's Mask, which we've talked about a billion times, like, at the very least with that game, they tried something really interesting, and the writing is very different and, and thoughtful in a way that's very similar to Ocarina of Time. There, that game has a lot of poetry. It has a lot of these very poetic, somber, thoughtful moments. I don't think that the writing in that game is as strong, like, going back to it. I recall a lot of the game being really well carried by by cinematography, music, and character acting, which is similar to Ocarina of Time, but Ocarina of Time, in my opinion, has these really beautiful lines that that kind of get overlooked. But either way, like, that game, there there is thought and exercise in that game into creating something that's that's different that says, hey, we can do this with, with, with 3D games. Like, we can do... I mean, it's basically a WRPG, like, where it's just all about these side, the side content. Yeah. Um, and, and then it just like, it just keeps descending into becoming more and more just like, uh, I guess we'll just make another Zelda adventure. Uh, okay. We need this many dungeons. Uh, okay. Side content. I guess we'll do mini games. Um, what about an open world? Oh my God. Well, let's just make it big. Like it, here's the thing that people don't talk about with Hyrule field. When you're a child, Hyrule field is really big. When you're an adult, Link's movement speed is faster. Because he just is taller. So Hyrule Field is smaller. And then you get Epona. And Hyrule Field is really small. And that is a game design element that replicates the act of growing up. Your world getting smaller because you yourself are bigger. And you can go places faster and you can go further. And you can, like, and also when you're a kid, and also your world too, is your house. And also, too, when, you, when you're a kid, you... you, you Everywhere you go is a brand new place. So not only does the world get physically smaller in terms of the steps you're taking are bigger or your transportation is faster, but your knowledge of the world is also defined too. So a big, so the big sprawling map where it looks like it branches off in, in a thousand different locations, your 30th time through, you just know, all right, to the fucking east is, uh, the lake to the, to the northeast is Kakariko and Death Mountain and to the north is the castle. South is, is the, the tree a uh, big tree and and all and the big tree yeah. that is one of the best big trees in video Down, games top, top 10 tree. for sure top 10 for sure but but yeah like like there there is there is a thoughtfulness to that to that open world being just kind of a field that you traverse because it's a transitional area yes but it's also you know it's a pace it's a pacemaker um it breaks up the pacing of activities so that you're just going straight forward which i think the game the movement speed needed to be dialed up to make that work. But the fact that it it is so small by the end game and it is so familiar because the camera just sees so much more of the field when you're an adult. Like there there's just these these things that I like and respect in that game that are just like not in later games that they just I don't know, just weren't thinking about or something. Um and and it's just that that's what's annoying to me is is just like eventually like the series just goes into making these like decisions that are like what what are you doing like I know they did that in Ocarina of Time but like it had a point in that game why are yeah, you doing yeah, this again yeah the, you're you're right the Twilight Princess Hy Hyrule Field is the most egregious example of what you're talking about um because yeah. it's just big it's just big because it does and it doesn't get smaller. Yeah, it's it's big and obnoxious and annoying on Epona. Like, that's the starting point, where in Ocarina of Time, when you have Epona, Hyrule Field is at its smallest, most compact, understood beast yet, where it's just big. 
And it, there's also nothing yeah. to do. And it just is way worse in Twilight Princess. What what I and, and the best part about Ocarina of Time's Hyrule Field is that it it I mean there's a couple of collectibles, but like it's really not even trying to pretend that there's content in it. It is a transitional area. Yeah. That's the point. It, but like there's still some elements of the design that are smart. Like when you are a child, you have to make a full trek across once, which takes over a day, unless you speedrun, unless you back back backwalk. Um, yeah, back. Yeah, my favorite Olympic sport, uh, backwalking. Uh, <laughs> backwalking fast. <laughs> yeah, back fast walking. It's a race. Um, I'm the backwards man. The backwards man. I can walk backwards faster than you but, can. Once you're at, once you visit Castletown and, and see Zelda for the first time, Kakariko's a really quick jaunt off to the right hand side, and so is um the river going to visit Zora's domain. Um, so you don't even have to; you only have to cross the field once, and then you never, and then you're just you're just positioned on like the top corner of it the top corner of the map for like the rest of your young link time so it's not obnoxious the point is it's not obnoxious either if if you have to get back to lost woods or like guess what there are shortcuts that you can use i think i think now i I will say there is one time you have to backtrack you do have to backtrack to kakari or to kokiri forest to get saria song but you get that but the shortcut um i don't uh, yes, I I think there is a way to get to the shortcut there... with Yes, there is. If you use the Deku stick and light a torch and then use the Deku stick on one of the bombs hanging on the wall, you can blow it up without yes, needing the bracelet. That, yes. That's that's how I always did it. What a good fucking video. That's, always, game. that's how I did it. Yeah, that's how I always did it. Yeah, great game. Yeah. Great great game. And and then and afterwards it's just like, what are you doing? Why are you making these cho- like I know I know the other ga- I know the game that everyone liked did that already. But like again, you know, I I dunk on Majora's Mask because and and this is the same thing. Like my I it's the reverence. The reverence is annoying. But that game is different and it's interesting and it's trying something. It's it's funny. Arguably Majora's Mask fails the hardest when it tries to copy Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Cuz like what parts of that game really suck ass? The dungeons. <laughs> like Yeah. The 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 time I Majora's Mask is at its best when it's being Majora's Mask. This has been a long episode. It certainly has, and it's going to continue to be a long episode because I don't care. Uh, it's one of those anymore. weeks. It's one of those weeks. <laughs> it's fine if it's a little longer this week. Who cares? Besides, we yeah. cooked. We cooked them all last week. We we mentioned it last week. I we cooked them all last that. week, and and not only that, not only did we cook them um, last week, uh, we we cooked them big time. And I said that I was going to read Gantz, which I didn't. But I read something that is even more interesting. Not interesting in, in story It's interesting terms, for but Crack in... House, is what you be. It's interesting for Crack House, exactly. Yes. So, like, we cucked you, and this is our apology, is we're going to do a nice, long discussion on manga that crosses the line. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'll, let's start with Gantz. Let's start with Gantz, and then we'll work our way. We'll work our way down. <laughs> in uh, in ex- and and by the way, this is working down. I'm I I am talking sub redo of you. Oh wow! See, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, I wonder if it's worse than redo or not as bad. It's worse. It's worse. Yeah, I would say 
I would say Gantz is not as bad as Redo. I would I would say so. I, I and I, I would say so because Redo Healer is just a bad fucking series. Yeah. Well well like okay, Gantz is like actually good. I'm talking from like a problem purely purely like the the deep shit, purely like the hardcore shit. Uh I'm trying to Oh no, this is and and it's still worse than Redo of Healer what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> oh shit. So so I started reading Gantz off of um off of a recommendation. I watched a super eye super eye patch wolf video on it like years and years ago and I said this is a cool series. And team mentioned in the in the review that it's got some shit. It's got Gantz has got some shit. And and I know how I am. I know I how I am. A lot of this stuff tends to a lot of this stuff tends to not really like bother me or, or really phase me, I should say, is the is the proper term. I can I can read through a lot of this stuff and just get through it, okay. Thirty chapters into Gantz, and I am like, oh I see. <laughs> so in the this has got it all, Miles. Gantz has got it all. Do you like sexual assault? Do you like rape? Gang rape? Isn't sexual assault just isn't rape just the under the umbrella of sexual assault? I, I mean, assault? I guess so. I guess so, but they're quantified as different things in the law. Anyways, anyways. They are. Se- sexual assault can be smacking someone on uh, the ass. Like, it doesn't have to yes. be serious. Um, although the assault the assault's pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. It puts the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> Gantz puts the, the assault in sexual assault. Um, so, uh, there's that. Um, mass shootings decapitation gross body horror oriental flavored homophobia blackface <laughs> other it's got other it all. general <laughs> other general uh use of uh, slurs that uh will get you banned on reddit <laughs> It's got it all. Use of slurs that'll be censored crack on Crackhouse. Yeah, slurs that get censored on Crackhouse. Um, words, words that get censored. Words that Josh Peck said. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy. And and also some of the most like grotesque deaths I've ever I've ever seen in my entire life. Like so the so the in Gantz. The web, the guns they use, they don't shoot out bullets. They, you shoot it, and then nothing happens. And then if the, if it connected with the target, whatever was shot explodes. Um, have you seen Psychopaths? No. Okay, uh, it's a bit similar to how the gun works in Psychopaths. Not with the, it yeah, it shoots and they explode. Um, so there's a lot of like like horrifying images the worst one is there's this full body shot of a guy who's half of it is so it's half of his body is just melted off like melted off down to the guts and bone miles down to the guts and bone you can see it all you can see it all 
it's funny because when we were going to talk about talk about Gantz last week, I was going to wax poetic with you, Miles, about the frustrations of having a piece of media that you like and that you think is good and worth seeking out, yet contains elements that are either problematic uh, or or are just very heavy, very heavy. Like the violence in this is very heavy. And it's not like, you know, where, like, I can recommend, you can kind of recommend anyone, like, I want to be careful about this. You can kind of recommend anyone, like, Call of Duty, right? Like, no one's going to freak yeah. the fuck out playing Call of Duty. Unless you're a veteran. Yeah, Call, Call of Duty is a pretty easy Unless one, you're like, like, Last a veteran of Us. Or some shit like that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, like, yeah. Last of Us, Last of Us get, gets uh, a lot of praise for its brutality and stuff. But I feel like its brutality, or at least for me, I was able to to get through it where again there were a couple couple fucking panels and couple scenes and shit and dance where i'm like fuck um but i think i think i think general rule of thumb anything with rape you 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 think real hard about that recommendation yeah. because it's in the Which third so funny, chapter like in the third I, I will spoil this so in the third chapter basically the way gantz works is that when you die in the gantz world you a a data copy of you at the time of your death is recorded and faxed into the Gantz room, which is just an apartment building that can see the Tokyo Tower. And you get sent there if you die. A fax copy of you gets sent there um, if you die. And one of the and in in for the first time they get sent to the main character chrono gets sent to gantz uh a naked girl gets uh gets warped in because she committed suicide by cutting by slitting her wrist in the bathtub that's how she got warped to, to gantz now again because gantz only brings in people who die a lot of the people that die are like criminals and like bad people who got killed by other like gang members or like bad situations. So a lot of the people in 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 Gantz are either people who are victims of really awful circumstance, like car accidents or or shit like that, um, or other accident or you know other other like weird happenstance events that end up in people dying, or are like bad people and were like killed or or whatever. So when this naked girl gets fucking warped into the Gantz room, everyone's just kind of standing around, and one of the the bad dudes in the room who's like a criminal just fucking takes her to the other room and is about to start fucking raping her in the other room and everyone is just gonna let it happen in the in the main room everyone's just about to like let this go down until one of the other characters in the room is like well i guess i'm gonna go not let this happen and it's like a super uncomfortable scene and it's on the third chapter <laughs> and now you know now you know what happens in yeah. Gantz although I will say but my, my 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 but to get back to the original point last week I was going to wax poetic about if it was worth recommending now I've read enough I'm halfway through the the I'm officially halfway through the through the manga this is fucking worth reading now this is like beforehand i was like this is good but it's it's a tough sell now i'm like you need to just get through it you need to just deal because the the narrative that awaits you is worth it is worth the pain 
and is and is worth the pain and the gore and the tough to swallow content because the story is harrowing and really powerful and I'm gripped. And it, I wish I could. Yeah, I know, that. right? So what are you reading? Uh, I got recommended something, and the title should have immediately made me say, "No, I'm good." Um. Because it sucks. The title sucks. Called Dead Tube. Damn it, Sam. dude. I have Dead Tube, like, saved on Manga Fox. I've been very close. Very close to booting this up. Is it not worth it? Um, so, if this was a one-shot, if this manga was just the first five chapters as a one-shot, I would have been like, this shit's amazing. I know. It's, this shit is this amazing. Is the, uh, this is the one where they make YouTube videos, right? They make crazy YouTube videos. They make like snuff. Films. Yeah, but yeah. if they yeah, like but the gimmick is that if if they're if they're at the top of the leaderboard, any any illegal activity that was done during the making of the content is basically pardoned. Is that right? Yes. And whoever loses, whoever has the lowest viewed video, takes on all of the charges, all the criminal charges, um, and they have to pay whatever fines. So theoretically speaking, if no one does anything illegal, but they do things that are expensive. Dead tube. The the person who has the lowest views on dead tube will have to pay yeah. for for it. What a great idea! What like an awesome gimmick. Yeah. Again, if this was a one shot, I would have been like, "This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen." Because the first chapter is this girl who's on the swim team. They're always on the swim team, Sam. It's always the swim is the, team. Is the is the, is the is the chick from Metamorphosis on the swim, on the, on the swim team? No. No, now that I think about it. How unfortunate. Um, they're always on the fucking swim team, though, otherwise, Sam. Uh, and so she's like, hey, film me for the next two days. Okay, he says. And at first she's just swimming around, you know, doing whatever. And then she's like, I have to pee. So we get to watch a girl pee. Sorry, we get to watch a girl pee, pee on screen. And that was the moment I said, something's not right here. Something's not right here, right? Uh, and it turns out she did that on purpose because she wanted to see if he would be grossed out filming anything. It turns out he's not. He's willing to film this girl pee. So what is it with me and always finding pee content, Sam? How does this keep happening to one motherfucker? How the fuck does this keep happening to me? I don't, I just, it just shows up in my life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, it makes me sad. It just makes me sad how much pee I've seen in my life. Anyways, so... Uh, so the, the, the chapter ends with her having sex with her boyfriend and then bludgeoning him. And he films the, the main character, MC Kuhn films the whole thing. The final panel is like, he has an erection from, from her beating the guy Damn. to death. And it's like, okay, it's one of these stories. Got it. Um, and then, so like she says, okay, the, the, the your upperclassman from the film club. Cause he's in the film club. It's always in the film club, Sam. Um, She's going to commit suicide in five days. And he's like, what? No way. I can't let that happen. So he tells her about the situation and the girl is Let's like, film it, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. She goes, oh, shit. I'm, I'm never going to commit suicide. Like, that's not happening. And then the people in the club start dying. And she's like, oh, she wants me to commit suicide. She's like going to force me to commit suicide. Like this, this girl who has orchestrated, you know, this video wants me to commit suicide. Um, I haven't explained this very well at all. I'm so sorry. There's two characters. There's Mach, there's Mai, and there's Machio. Everyone's got M names. That's the crazy part. Uh, there's there's Machia, Mai, Mizu, and like 
Miyuki or something. Uh, they all have the same fucking name, and they're all the same character. And I'm like, er, and, and they're all the, they're all the main characters. And I'm like, what is going on? What is this? So Mai is the crazy yandere girl. She's uh, just straight up yandere. What like one of the most blatant yandere characters I've ever seen, and. She's like, your upperclassman is going to commit suicide. She's trying to force the upperclassman to commit suicide by murdering the other classmates. And so the upperclassman goes, we can't let that happen. We have to murder her first. And so th the thing about it is that um, they send the, – the main character gets like a picture of the other classmates in, you know, in, a, in, in like a thing uh, with Mai in the front. She's in the foreground. And they send a video of Mizu getting raped. And he's like, oh, fuck. Like, this is real serious. But then he looks at the photo again and realizes it's photoshopped. So, spoilers, the film club are on are in Dead Tube. And, and they have been using him as their film subject. It's like a Black Mirror ending, yeah. right? They've been, they, the whole thing is they have been filming him and his, like, slow descent into despair. And then the thing is, he goes... You really think I'm that fucking stupid that I didn't realize this? Turns out Mai, who they attempted to kill, is alive and she fucking murders the entire film club gruesomely. She fucking drives a screwdriver in someone's eye and slits his throat. And then she fucking hangs the lead girl off a building and then cuts the rope and of, of the build uh, that she was dangling on and all this shit. It's fucking nuts. Um, and, and if it just ended there with like, a, if it just ended on, on a final frame of him with his camera, having a fucking raging heart on watching all of his friends get murdered by a girl he met the other day, I would have been like, this is a great one shot, but then it keeps going and, and it, it keeps going in a way that is fine for the most part. I'm going to say something controversial, Sam. Um, Uzumaki is only great for six chapters because around chapter, I think seven, they introduced like this guy who like. His whole gimmick is the spiral turns him into a jack-in-the-box zombie. And then they introduce spiral mushrooms that if you eat them, you become a cannibal. Like, just, like, it just gets stupid by the end. Like, and 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 I think Junji Ito, again, great one-shots. Uzumaki is a weird premise, and, and I don't blame the guy. It's very hard to come up with 20 chapters of spiral-based things. Yeah, it's not, yeah. And, and, the, and also, too, like, it's about, like, the, the pro like, okay, I haven't read Uzumaki, but it seems like the issue is that, like, it's not the problem, it's not that each chapter features a different s spiral monster, if you will, it's just that it features a spiral monster and that's it. There's nothing else added into the into the pool. It, it's usually like something like the first couple chapters are great because they, they feature these very strong characters. Like you have these two lovers who are coiled together. That's their spiral curse is that they are coiled together. Um, but their families hate each other. And they're like, you can't marry. It's like Romeo and Juliet, but the spiral unites them. Or like you have, you know, um, you have a, a person who becomes terrified of spirals. And then they're like, we can't let her find out about the cloaca or whatever it's called, which is the spiral bone in your mm. ear. Or else she'll she'll try to drill it out of her head. And so like they can't let her see her own x-rays, but she's in the hospital. Um, and she's like scared of spirals. So very interesting. Like those are interesting. And then it just gets like, oh, there's another spiral based monster. Oh no! Yeah. Like th there's the characters become lesser and lesser. Yeah, I, I uh, until until it's just stupid. Yeah. Because like thinking back to Gantz, Gantz is a, a sh uh, something that I'm like I've been really impressed by how each like monster battle, if you will, how 
not only they they grow sort of in intensity, but they they just do different. They just find ways to shake it up to where it. Usually, a lot you can say about Gantz, repetitive is not one of them. Where it seems like where you where you when you read Uzumaki, it's like very like I get it after a certain point. It's you could you could almost say it's cyclical. Yes. If you wanted like to be pretentious about yeah. it. Like a spiral. Like a drill. Um, but yeah, so 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 the first couple Duriruga! Um so so the first couple of uh of of stories I think are pretty good. Dead tube stays pretty good for a good chunk of itself. Um and then I got to one of the ch- a chapter that was so fucking painful. I just I I could feel ulcers developing in my stomach. I have never felt physical fucking pain from from wanting a story to end more in my life i should have stopped now yeah but i kept going like this is- and sam i i watched redo of healer i watched lovecraft country like i have forced myself through things for this show sam dead tube was not something i forced myself through i was genuinely into how dark it was i mean it reminded me of like super dimensional love gun or like some something that you read specifically because you're like how fucked up yeah. does get that's why i was interested there, in there is a chapter yeah there i mean I, I there there is a chapter that's that's interesting in which uh a teacher um comes to the school and she's the target of dead tube right mm-hmm. like she's so it's sort of like um you know, like you have to do something involving filming the okay. teacher, and of course, it gets more and more extreme. The things that happen to her, um, and then of course, there's like a twist with her involvement in in Dead Tube. All these different things. Um, it's weird, and and it has like a really lame ending where I'm like, what the fuck? How do how do you know any of this? Like a character starts like expositing things she just shouldn't fucking know about like this teacher. I'm like, how do you who the fuck? How do you know any of this? Um, and, and it doesn't really make sense. It's like, I don't know. It, it's weird. It, I, it's completely bad, but it does have one of the greatest faces I've ever seen. And I'll have to send you this face afterwards, but it's, it's, it's truly the most demented face I've ever seen. And I almost wanted to make it my profile picture. Cause I love this face. Um, great faces. This is, this is a great face manga. If you like pictures of people with like horrible, scary smiles, this is a great face manga. It's like Konosuba. Where all the faces are yeah. great, except all these faces are like super scary monster yeah. people. Homie son, um, they're all Homie son also has great faces. Probably the exact opposite use of the word great, though. Very, very <laughs> opposite use of all these great faces. Um, so and th- th- there's a great arc about suicide, about like filming a suicidal person. That that again, very Black Mirror episode. I mean, this really does feel like very short Black Mirror episodes about like snuff films and like how popular culture influences and desensitizes yeah. us like that you know it's not completely fucking stupid yet uh and then it fucking loses its fucking mind at, at an arc called the crazy rascal arc in which it just becomes Rampa. Like, literally 13 people in a room, and they're like you're trapped with a killer and you don't know who it is and it's just Danganronpa and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This has nothing to do with any of the themes previously. And it just becomes like a terrible horror movie. It just becomes like a shit horror movie where there's a bunch of fucking pileups and everyone's fucking lying to each other and, and, and cheating. I mean, it, it, feel, it feels like... It's like if Reservoir Dogs was awful. <laughs> Damn. 
I, I, and, and the problem is, if this was short, if this was the merciful, like, three chapters that, that the other things were, fine. But this was, like, 13 chapters. Yeah, and, and also, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm literally pulling it up this second, but Dead Tube is only 71 chapters long. Yes. So it's like, a, that's like a seventh of the story. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear, I hear it gets real fucking stupid around chapter 50. Like they just start writing all this dumb shit. Um, like, like apparently like something, something to do with the main character's dad or something like, like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, it, I, I didn't. So how, how many chapter, how many chapters did you read? I got through the crazy rascal arc and I genuinely had so many ulcers developed in my stomach. I felt like I was going to vomit. Because I was just like, I was just fucking forcing myself through it because I was like, this is shit. This is so boring and stupid. But I need Miles, to see how you it goes. failed. Miles, you fundamentally failed as a manga reader because you forgot the most crucial, the most crucial, critical piece of knowledge you need in order to fully un like appreciate manga. And that is the moment the story starts to suck. You just bounce because the way these stories are developed, they're meant to be these eternal tales and are only meant to be read as long as the story is interesting. The second it is no longer interesting, you need to bounce. That, but the, the thing about forget it is that about, I, I kept... forget about what you know about completion, about media completion. It's different here. But the thing is, I kept thinking, what if there is something crazy good at the end of this? Because it, it is, it is like this long, prolonged, miserable fucking mystery where people just won't shut the fuck up about all the secrets they're keeping and their secret plans and how everyone doubts each other. And our main character just fucking fades into the background. And it's just like, it, like, I, I don't know, it's fucking seven different things. By the end of it, it's like there were two people in the same costume going around murdering each other, but only one of them is the real crazy rascal and the other one is a red herring. Uh, and, and there is another person who's killing them, but he's not the crazy rascal. He's killing them for a different reason. And it's, I'm just like, I'm just like, this has been going on for way too long. And then the last chapter is supposed to take place in three minutes. And it's literally like 10 straight pages of recapping the entire mystery. And I, I genuinely, it was like five in the morning and I was in physical fucking pain because I just was like, I'm in too deep, man. I can't stop i have to keep reading to see if the ending of this is great and then the ending of it is the stupidest fucking thing it, w it, it was like if you took five black mirror endings and stapled them together so it's okay okay how much dialogue is in this like is this a graphic novel so the first it wasn't a graphic novel sam keyword being wasn't Initially, it was very sparse, and then they fucking turn it into just the longest, most miserable fucking Christian Agatha nightmare of my life. They, it literally is just the manga was like, what if I just made it like Saw and Danganronpa, and and then there were none, and and just with a killer in a in a monster costume, and it just is it was fucking garbage. I will say, Sam, some of the best panties I've ever seen, though. There's some great fucking panties in this manga, dude. That's good.
That's good. Also, 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 I can't believe I fucking forgot to mention this when, when I brought up Gantz. The flip side to the uh, to to the to the hard LSV shit in in Gantz. All the naked chicks are so fucking hot. Like this is some of the hottest drawings I've ever seen in my entire life, and it's in Miles. It's in a real story. You know, isn't that great? Like shit. Like shit hits different. Like shit hits different, Miles. When it's in like a real narrative. And I didn't have to go to nhentai.net to find this content. Isn't there something about looking at hentai that makes nudity less good? Yeah, it's just like, it's like awesome. Because I didn't go to Gantz expecting the titty to be in my fucking face. Yeah, I didn't go yeah, to Dead here Tube it is, expecting... And it's awesome. I didn't go to Dead Tube expecting pee. But it happened anyways. By the way, it happens twice. And I'm like, this is something. This is clearly something about the author. That that this man likes pee. That it happens twice. It's like prison school. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. They're the same author? I didn't know that. No, I didn't. I don't. I don't know. They're probably not the same author. Yeah. Although to uh, although to end, I will end on a uh, on one more Gantz fun fact that I learned from reading uh, the translations and the front and back of the vault. Tankabons have like little you know extra shit. Oh, here's how Gantz is drawn. Here's all this shit. You know stuff like that. The author Hiroya Oku is credited with the invention if you will the art technique of you will of the tits going in opposite directions to convey like sway yeah, like running. boob sway yeah yeah well more, well, more for humping oh. like more for like during sex interesting not for running like like i'll, I'll find a, i'll find a um by the way i'll, what, I'll find a panel what's that disappointing this. about this sequence is that because it's an audio only program you guys missed sam grabbing his actual man boobs. my my actual my actual man, man tits to try to to try to convey the the the, the motion the, the imagery yeah to try to convey the still motion that the, the these these this mangaka is such a master at I can picture it. I mean, but now all I'm picturing is a woman slow walking in the Olympics, but her tits are going the opposite direction. Yeah, not, not, not for, not, not Dude, for. Dude, I want to play, I want to play a, I want to play a game of tiddlywinks where I, I take the, I take the, uh, you know, I take the squap and I just fucking pop a wink in between her fucking, bro your boobs, you know, just in between the, in the crevice yeah, there. Yeah, more like biddlywinks. There we go. Let's end this fucking show. <laughs> we'll call that the R. Kelly memorial shot. <laughs> Should I just, should we end the show there? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I even got Miles starting now, shit. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only fine Ay. 
Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big Please, can you just give me head? Please just get on your knees, bitch. I'll beat up that ass like my name is Bruce Lee. And I'll eat up that pussy like I'm Connor Key. Ay. Asian people driving, are they even trying? I be buying all this hentai, so I jerk it. I'm not lying. Now I'm sighing, cause I want Hatsune Miku. Now I'm crying. When I fuck anime bitches, I'll be moaning and be whining. Ay. Thick thighs look sexy, even when especially she decides to wear her dress. Ooh, nozzles on my neck. Now we laying on the bed. Man, I love my body pillow, especially giving head. You know what's next. Anime thighs when she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want a pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five <laughs>